We've all heard about there being a shortage of cybersecurity professionals, but how bad is the shortage? A recent global study of 775 IT decision makers in eight countries found that more than 80% admit to a shortage of cybersecurity skills in their organizations. So, what's behind this shortage of cybersecurity skills? I'm Marianne Kolbasek McGee, executive editor at Information Security Media Group. Today, I'm speaking with Simone Petrella, Chief Cyber Strategy Officer at Cyber Vista, a provider of cyber training education services. Simone will discuss some of the cyber skill trends that she's seeing. So now, Simone, what do you think is behind the cyber skills shortage? Why do you think so many companies across the globe are finding it so challenging to find people with the needed cybersecurity skills? Well, Marianne, I think there's a number of reasons that the, the cybersecurity shortage is real, and that it's a really difficult skill set for companies and organizations to find qualified workers. And the first is that cybersecurity as a field is a relatively new field, at least when you think about it relative to the rest of the technology advances we've had. So we've spent so much time in creating innovations and technologies that help us do business better and faster and more profitably, but often to the expense or we're a little delayed in thinking about, well, how do we protect ourselves as we enable and utilize all these great technologies? And so the focus has always been on developing and getting a workforce that can create the innovations, but not necessarily thinking until after the fact that we need to protect ourselves from the very technologies we didn't realize might have some vulnerabilities in them. The second is that just for many, many years, when you think about when we do consider security, the focus has been on defending our perimeter. It's like defending the walls of the castle. And the skill sets that are actually required as you think through cybersecurity today require significantly more advanced levels of data analysis and technology skills and technical analysis and understanding of malware because those things have become more sophisticated as attackers. So, Simone, with that said, what cyber-related skills are in most demand but are in shortest supply? So, it's interesting because the greatest demands are probably in malware analysis, incident response in particular, especially based on the study that CSIS and, and Intel did together, and, and some of those technology or more technical areas of analysis. But I also see a, a great need in some of the more generic security skill sets that actually enables organizations to do compliance, regulatory type of activities, or any other type of industry that takes a payment card or anything else that requires some kind of compliance. There are legal ramifications, insurance ramifications. So it really spans the gamut from the very technical of defending network to the support functions that are required as we start to take more attention to this area. So now you mentioned compliance, and there are sectors such as the healthcare sector in the U.S. that is heavily regulated when it comes to privacy and security requirements. However, many healthcare entities tend to focus on meeting the bare minimum of HIPAA security and privacy requirements, for instance, which were written many years ago before the surge in the type of cyber threats we're seeing today. So what's your advice to organizations in industries such as healthcare that 
that have a big focus on compliance, yet at the same time have perhaps limited resources and a large gap between the cyber skills they think they need and the cyber talent that they actually have? And how can they do a better job in developing and recruiting talent to keep up with these emerging threats? Well, it's a, it's a difficult challenge for organizations, especially those that have limited budgets. And security is often considered a, a negative return on investment in that it's constantly taking money but never necessarily actualizes any, any revenue or, or anything that can be realized. And so when you think about organizations that are focused just on compliance but potentially or do aspire to use whatever limited resources they have to, to worry about recruiting the right talent or putting the right types of defenses in place, there's a number of levers that they need to consider and pull. And the first is overall education of their workforce because most times the biggest vulnerability in an organization is the people, whether it is through their clicking on a link that they get from something that's maybe potentially suspicious but, but looks innocuous enough to actually those that are responsible for configuring some of the protections around this type of data. You know, in the health industry in particular, because a lot of those databases and technologies are just so old, they are extremely full of holes that are very easily exploited. And so it comes down to prioritization, and that takes the time outside of just the compliance of regulations to say, here's the data that we have that's most important to our business. This is how it's currently being protected. Here are the measures that we need to put in place. In some cases, those are technology solutions. In other cases, those are process solutions. And in other cases, or in many cases, it's a people solution. We need to have people who are monitoring this on a daily basis, and they're actually taking the automated types of data that we now can collect using security defense technologies, whether it's through intrusion detection systems or other means, but make heads or tails out of it and actually analyze that information in order to see the trends and establish a baseline so that when something does look like there's an anomaly, a human needs to be there to investigate that. That's a very difficult thing when you think about recruiting and attracting talent because the whole point of there being a workforce shortage and part of what this study highlights is that it's impossible to recruit great talent when we actually have already recognized that 82% of respondents of a huge survey pool have said, well, we can't even identify, we have too much open positions without the qualified people to fill them. And so recruiting that talent from a workforce perspective is around getting individuals the right education and skill sets they need to do those most critical security functions. And that answer is going to be different for each organization depending on their resources, the priorities of what they have to protect, the industries that they're in, and their potential vulnerability or attractiveness as targets to adversaries. So, Simone, what sectors and countries appear most vulnerable to the shortage of cyber talent, perhaps based on the study by Intel or your own sort of observations and part of what you do in your job? What I thought was extremely interesting in the study when you look at it by country, it's certainly across all eight countries an issue, and in the U.S. in particular, it is still an extreme issue. But you look at other countries like 
Australia or Japan where the premiums that they pay for cybersecurity professionals is at an even higher premium than the 9% salary average that a cybersecurity professional will get in the U.S. over an IT professional. So I think that there's a, a significant global issue here. And what the study also highlights, which I think is extremely true from my own personal observations, is that those countries that take cybersecurity the most seriously and invest in that workforce and invest in the issue writ large, whether it's through the regulatory regulations, whether it's through actual need to invest at the government level or in educational programs, are the ones that are the best prepared to deal with cybersecurity incidents. So, Simone, what are your recommendations to IT professionals who want to transition their careers into cybersecurity roles? Are there certain types of IT pros today that are more easily transitioned into cybersecurity work, for instance? So, I actually used to work with a very dear friend that specialized in forensics analysis and incident response. And he used to always tell me that when he was looking for new hires who wanted to go into incident response, which requires a variety of different technical as well as analytic skill sets, that he actually loved taking individuals who had an IT background in things like network architecture because his logic was the very nature that they understand how everything works together means that they will have a better understanding when you start trying to break down where did it go wrong or how could someone get in. And, you know, when you look at an IT professional and you also compare it to some of the results of the study, the educational programs that or even the skills that are called out as far as what prepares students to enter the industry, the most effective ways that were identified were first, hands-on experience. And I would posit that IT professionals do have a significant amount of hands-on experience, at least in some facets of what is required in order to make the jump into cybersecurity. The second area that was called out was around professional certifications and credentials. And while a credential isn't necessarily going to be all golden ticket to automatically make you competent in one particular area, It is a baseline level of knowledge that you need and can be used across the board for employers to demonstrate that you understand all the potential areas or domains that need to be addressed in cybersecurity. And so I think IT professionals are very well situated to kind of take their existing hands-on experience and layer on some of the education and training that they can get specific to security, whether it's through certifications, through other educational programs, in order to transition into this field. And it's a wonderful way for them to actually advance their own career. And finally, Simone, what's your advice to chief information security officers and other security leaders who are having a difficult time in finding the talent that they need in order to keep up with the emerging cyber threats and changing cyber landscape that we see? I think my biggest piece of advice is, one, you know, you've not only got to recruit the right folks, but you've got to retain them. And that is a very difficult thing to do in such a fast-moving market like we have in cybersecurity today. And a lot of the ways that you can achieve that retention are not only through salaries, but by providing professional opportunities, whether that's through career opportunities in attending industry events or investing in their continuing education. 
the cybersecurity community in general is very contingent upon staying up to date as threats get more sophisticated and we increasingly identify more vulnerabilities. It is very dynamic. And so it is not one of those professions where you can enter the field and rest on the laurels of your past experience. You constantly have to be keeping up to date with those new threats. And I think chief information security officers often get so buried in the demands of the day-to-day of protecting their organizations, it can be very difficult to kind of look outside your organization and, and allow individuals to invest that time into staying current on the external factors. I think the other thing that is extremely important for for CISOs is to help explain and educate their own workforce as well as their superiors around what is the actual business impact of the data that they are trying to protect. Security often happens in a vacuum and they're given a mission to protect certain assets or just ensure that incidents do not occur. But the reality is that it's impossible to do that mission if you don't prioritize one of the most important things in that company or in that organization. And if that workforce does not have that understanding of what data or what information or what digital assets is most valuable to their company, then it makes their job exponentially more difficult. Thanks, Simone. I've been speaking to Simone Petrella. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.